Hello. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Cheers. 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 Nice. It's coffee. <laughs> half calf? Is that what we call it? Half calf. Half calf. So we're not. I didn't know it was a thing. I make my own half calf. We're not super duper wired. Um, <laughs> this is an exclusive. Oh, <laughs> okay, I don't want to. <laughs> Okay, because I heard your You're last Shane's, one. right? <laughs> and I was like, ooh, is he going to say this is a special All one? Right. Shane's <laughs> was a special podcast. This is an exclusive podcast. Okay. So. I don't know. You should feel special. <laughs> <laughs> His was not exclusive. <laughs> but what does even exclusive mean? I feel like he's tweeting at me right now. <laughs> like, are you kidding me? <laughs> I'm special and exclusive, Shane. Ooh, oh, <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> But I don't disagree. <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> he's he's special too. I'm oh, just yeah. also exclusive. Yeah, yeah. This is an exclusive podcast, and I just love how informal getting into it is, and that these podcasts start like that. But um, <laughs> I'm sitting with the bubblegum queen, so this is the opportunity for you to introduce yourself, and I feel like that's just that's necessary. All right. So. Um. I'm the bubblegum queen. Also go by Tiff. Okay. Tiffany, if you're feeling a little disappointed or <laughs> upset with me. <laughs> um, but yeah. I didn't even know that you had a real name. You didn't? No. No. No, just bubblegum queen. Yeah. 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 Um, so I'm, I am bubblegum queen. Mm-hmm. Tiff is my alter ego. Okay. Cool. Okay. I like that. That's <laughs> yeah. a good way to think about it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, who am I? I don't know. I like to be goofy and silly and, um, be with people, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. go down rabbit holes oh. of conversations. And okay. I like to also be like airy and go with the flow. I like to find the balance. Yeah. 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 Rabbit holes. Rabbit holes. What kind of rabbit holes do you I don't know, find like, yourself in? Um, Alice, like Alice in Wonderland over here. Yeah, I, I mean, I just like talking. I like seeing. I like asking questions and getting curious about people and their experience and finding ways to connect. Mm-hmm. And I like to learn from other people and their mm-hmm. experience and how it can, yeah, move move me through my life mm-hmm. and change my experience or outlook. Yeah, and not just assuming that things are this or that but they're a blend of it all oh yeah nice. yeah so learning connecting yeah i mean what makes you feel connected to others you know like what are some of those things um vulnerability mm-hmm. let's start there okay that's i just feel like that's super trendy that's that's a trendy topic but a good trendy topic like one of those things like yeah let's think about it what does vulnerability mean and what does it mean to you and why is it important? Um, I think vulnerability is being authentically yourself, even if it's not easy. Mm-hmm. And when I say easy, um, I think of it as like fitting in the box of what society says is good, normal, easy. Mm-hmm. And sometimes doing the quote unquote easy thing is actually hard because it's not authentic. Um, people don't like to get uncomfortable. Um, even me, who practices vulnerability, doesn't love to get uncomfortable, but I think it's necessary. I think that's 
how we connect when I hear a story and somebody is honest it gives me permission to also be honest Mm -hmm. and I think if we did more of that we could possibly solve the bigger problems of the world oh that's deep I mean (laughs) that's really deep I mean that's the rabbit hole yeah 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 (laughs) yeah um my mind's all over the place let me okay, try and well, focus here. Um, pick one. It's one of the places, one of the holes. Yeah, I mean, with, <laughs> with, with vulnerability. Um, you said when someone's honest. So would you say that that's something that you experience often is that we are all having difficulty being honest? And, like, it's interesting because, like, that being honest is being vulnerable because that's kind of like the connection that you made. Right. And it's like, man, like why should we be so afraid to be honest? So like, what are your thoughts on that? Like where, like, and I almost want to know personally, like your own personal experience, what does that mean to you to, to not be honest, right? Like you have to be vulnerable to be honest. So like, how has that affected you and your life? Yeah. (laughs) But like, why were you not being honest is my question. Okay. Right? Like, why am I not being honest? Right. Because society has placed expectations on all of us, mm-hmm. every person. And, you know, even the same, even two people that may look the same are still experiencing life differently and have chosen the like different variations of like what box they feel like they're supposed to be in. Mm-hmm. And, um, I think that we like get stunted in our growth of like who we want to be and when we're young because we're told that, all right, you're supposed to, I'm just going to use some binary gender norms here, but like you're a woman, you're supposed to like want a family Mm -hmm. and you know, but you also need to figure out like a job that doesn't like maybe take away too much and um, and then like, you're a man, you should want to be a father mm-hmm. and you should want to, how to be a good father might be to make money for the family or whatever. Mm-hmm. And what I love is that we're coming into an era of breaking, breaking the binary of gender as well. Uh, and that gives us permission to explore who we are. And mm-hmm. I think that we get stunted at a young age for example like um i'm gonna pull from the last podcast if that's okay yeah that's yeah. that's awesome i love that you're listening to it yeah um you talked about wanting to be the cool kid yes and i can relate to that mm-hmm. i was i was never i wanted to be popular but i don't even know why i wanted to be popular i just thought that that's what you had to be to be happy to be successful is right to be popular right and so I would do things that were like popular. I don't even I don't even know. Maybe like maybe agree, be agreeable with people in the room because mm-hmm. I wanted everyone to like me. And right. through the process, losing who I was, right. losing what my opinion was on whatever conversation, and really just coming to a place of like, wow, I don't a know who I am. I like it's not that I hate this person, but like I'm feeling more uncomfortable with myself Mm -hmm. the more i try to get everyone to like me and to be the cool kid was this let's just say during high school 
um middle school middle school okay and high school a little yeah and even and i don't know like i um i really like people and i like to connect and i got lost in the idea that the amount of people was what was important not the mm-hmm. quality of the connections right. with a smaller group right okay so i have two questions first okay. one when we're talking about that idea of being popular we are talking about <clears throat> at least for me it was kind of like who is getting the most attention overall like in school who's that person that's kind of like seems to have it where like every all eyes are on them for some reason right right it's like what are they doing but what's interesting is within groups there's also like a hierarchy and popularity which right. which i never thought about it's kind of always like all eyes are why is that person or that group getting the most attention and i feel like i was trying to to fit in with that group. I don't think I was always trying to, it's weird because I wasn't trying to be the head of that group. I just wanted to be involved and almost like blend in and know that I was a part of it. Yes. So that no one would question anything about me. Like you didn't want to be left behind. Right, right. So you're, yeah. yeah, So like, and it was in a weird way, a really like, I guess like, I would say like psychological phenomenon there is like trying to just blend in. Right. But, you're blending in with the most popular group. So there is something about wanting this reputation and being the cool guy, but also not being the leader of the cool guy group because that's just too much responsibility. That's too much. Right. Yeah. Like, and honestly, like, you're not that person. Yeah. Like for me, I'm not that person. Like I'm not the person that needs to be in the spotlight. I'm not the person that is doing something that's so flashy and catches everybody's attention. And I never really wanted to. So it was just a really weird, like, place to be in and then my other question was well what was, did i answer that i'm sorry for for everyone listening you kind of nodded your head when i was talking about popularity that you were agreeing with how okay. i was describing it so yes, i just started I running with that idea yeah. <laughs> so i was more or less expressing some of my ideas um but my question is oh man this made me forget I'm i sorry. think the question was more about oh yeah you brought up not being yourself because of everything that we just discussed. But at that point in time in middle school and high school, when you're experiencing that, were those actual thoughts? Like, was that self talk? Right. Was it, why am I doing this, but I'm going to keep doing it anyway. Cause for me, that wasn't really a thing until later in my life. Um, something else kind of sparked that and made me have that conversation with myself and made me start, analyzing and reflecting on all the behaviors that I used to participate in and and probably was still then at that point and before I decided to make changes. So I'm just wondering, were you having some of those conversations with yourself at a younger age or? I think I was, but not in the way that I am now. Like, and I wasn't even recognizing it because I think it would come up then as like, it would come up for me as like, wow, I don't really like this. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't really like this, but okay, I, I guess I'm supposed to like this, so I'm okay. going to keep doing this. Kind of yeah. like being talked into it. Yeah. Peer pressure, which I think everyone goes through on. Yeah, sorry. I think everyone goes through peer pressure at a young age. Mm-hmm. Um, and that I guess that's the unfortunate thing, but. Um, Is it unfortunate? I think it. I think it would be interesting to see 
what a generation would look like if they had freedom to choose what they learn about, how they learn about it, like, and not have this like, well, this is the hierarchy of groups. Mm -hmm. Where do I want to be? Yeah. Um, I mean, me, I think there's value in both. I'll say that. Yeah. I'll agree with that. Yeah. But yeah. I like it. I'm, Cause I'm thinking differently about it. I'm looking at it as a valuable learning lesson. And also if you think about it from just from our development over time, our parents are teaching us what to do. So they're already kind of instilling values in us that we have not we didn't think about them on our own, right? So they're forming right. us in that way. And also, I think when we get into school and then we're around other people, now you have other values. And I think there's always this constant like influence of some sort. And I think what's most important, like I think that's going to happen regardless is my point, is like even moving forward, I think like even if there's more awareness of it, and I think the difference is, how we manage and cope with that, how parents talk to their children about it and how they address it if that's actually a problem. Like for me, I would say it was enough of a problem, but I didn't even know how to express it. So I was losing myself without even realizing how much I was so losing you think, myself. Do you think the answer is that if you had the right communication skills to express that, you might Commun- have... Communication skills, definitely. Okay. Um being able to express your emotions and also like, cause I think emotions a lot of times are like the precursor to like being able to articulate something. So like if I come home from school and I'm trying to blend in with that group and I'm doing everything that really just is making me not feel myself, like it's pulling me away from myself. I'm not participating in activities that I want to participate in. Um, and I'm coming home and I'm feeling some sort of way. Having a support group around you, whether it's parents, um, siblings, or again, like it's tough because in that case, you don't have the friends. Like you're making friends with people that don't make you feel yourself. So that's not there. So just having a support group of some sort that's saying, hey, like checking in your parents, how are you feeling? Like what's going on? And just trying to, to connect with you on that level and bring that up so that you can figure out like, am I doing things I want to do? Or like, what if I came home? And someone asked me, you know, like, oh, are you getting any, any activities? How are you feeling? And gave me time to express a little bit about what I was doing. And what if one of the things that I wanted to do was join a play, right? Like, that's something that I always wanted to do. Never did it. And what if that conversation helped me realize, I think I really want to do that. So in the moment, as a younger child, you could go try that and explore that and learn how to be yourself versus later on saying, man, I never joined that play. I'm right. so mad. And like, it's interesting because at that point, like now being older, you can start to do things if you change and you learn that you want to do it uh, without being influenced by others. But you did miss out on it in the past. And I don't think you should hold on to that. But that's the learning lesson. That's where it's like, if I'm a parent, I'm going to try my hardest to talk to the child, to say, hey, Give Let, more space for them right, to. Right. Yeah. Tell me what's going on in school. How are you feeling? What's your friend group like? You know what I mean? Just, yeah. Just offering that and hoping that they want to share those things. You know? Yeah. Right. I. 
So I, yeah, that would be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Meaning that would be a great step in a in the right re- in the direction that I think is at this time and moment with the information I have would be the step in the right direction. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it's it's weird. It's weird when you're like younger and you're just I mean, I even think like, I mean, you can say younger, you can say, you can say early 20s too, which depending on where you are in your life journey, like Mm -hmm. that could be really young, but where I am, that doesn't seem too long ago. And I'm just like, who, wow. Okay. Like that was an interesting human at 23, Yeah, (laughs) you know, always looking back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I don't, I don't think I, I used to look back and be like regretful. And now I look back and it's more about like analyzing the lessons and yeah. okay, there was something there. Why does it make me uncomfortable to, to think of that version of me? Yeah. Okay. Let's mm. tweeze that out. And then how, how great that happened to me. So I get to use that Yeah. moving forward and how I want to be and show up. Yeah. I guess like full circle. Tell me if this makes sense or not. Like that idea of vulnerability kind of starts with yourself. Cause I think even having those conversations with yourself and saying like, I wasn't being the person that I wanted to be is a tough conversation sometimes because that implies I'm acknowledging it's some sort of change that I want to make now. And that's hard to do. Yeah. And that's you, so yeah, hard. To yeah. Do. And you take on the responsibility of now making those changes and, um, if you're used to kind of all those behaviors that we were talking about, like blending in, doing these sort of things, now you have to figure out how to how to navigate your social world differently. So And like you can think about it too, like the relationships that you've built that you have that are so long yes built yes. on like i like that you hit on that yeah like uh, what do you do with that right oh man like That's and there so there tough. are some people in my life that have been there my entire life mm-hmm. and have provided space for change and i have provided space for them to change and it still works yeah still works that's incredible um there are some people that don't and it's like this idea of forever Mm-hmm. We put a lot of emphasis on that, whether it's like best friends forever or it's like I'm going to like also just give another example. Yeah, like yeah. when we talk about like a, a lot of people where I currently live in Colorado don't have a lot of people that I am around don't have this mindset. And that might be because of who I'm hanging out with. I'm not saying it's a pick snapshot of Colorado, but versus people here, they have this idea of a forever home. Like, I need to buy my forever home. The like, people in Colorado. No, people here in people Maryland here. have okay. this idea of, like, I need to find my forever home. And I think it's, like, I used to be a part of that group. Like, yeah, right. you get your forever home. You get your, like, starter home, and then you get your forever home. Yeah. And now I'm, like, wow, even that puts such a permanent stamp on, like, who you have to be and what the things that you want. Mm-hmm. And so best friends forever or or your forever home, like I feel like we put ourselves in boxes. And what if we, I have a friend in Colorado who sometimes I I feel like, why are you talking like this? But I think there's value in it. They will say, we might not be friends 
in 10 years, but like our friendship is serving something right now. Like we are going through this part of both of our journeys that are together and separate all at the same time. But like, there's no, there's also like no hardship if, if it just doesn't work in 10 years anymore. If we part ways. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, the, the, the pressure being taken off almost makes me like, I'm in like, and not in an obligated way in a way that like, well, wow, you are allowing permission for me to show up how I want. Even if that means in five years, I no longer want to grow this relationship. Right. Or or friendship. That's yeah. Yeah. I feel like you're just not trying to force it. Yeah. And like, but like that person being vulnerable and saying like, this isn't a bad thing. Mm-hmm. I'm saying what we have right now is great. And, and in five or 10 years, it might no longer serve us. And that's okay too. Like we don't need to hold on to this and setting the relationship up that way is like, damn, like, yeah. all right, cool. Mm-hmm. But I could have been really offended, which for maybe a, a very small moment. I'm like, damn, all right, we're not right. going to be friends. Like right. what, what's that? But then I got to like, like sit with that. Yeah. And like, there are people in my life that, Maybe not, not that I don't want them to be a part of it. It's just like they fit differently. Mm-hmm. The puzzle piece has changed. And like, and they've changed. I've changed. We've all changed. And it's like, okay, how how does this relationship fit with who I am? And is it even necessary? And it does, it's not sad. It's just different. Right. Like, I don't know. Maybe you can interject something. Yeah. Yeah. I, <laughs> I'm like man you got me but uh <laughs> no i just i love hearing about it i love hearing about your experience with that because can i can i ask you a question yeah. on your on your podcast yeah yeah <laughs> i love questions do you feel like there are relationships that are like no longer serving you and you kind of feel stuck on like i don't know how, what to do with this okay I was already going to kind of talk about this. Okay, cool. Which is cool. All right. Um, we're always on that same page. Same page. <laughs> same wavelength. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've experienced um, a lot of change in my life. And what's interesting is some of my changes were very abrupt. And when that happened, I quickly realized that the relationships that I used to have no longer served a purpose. And I think the important thing to to note is that that does not mean I'm cutting you out of my life completely. Exactly. Right. Like, like we, I want to co-sign that statement. Right. right. So <laughs> I just know, like, again, being honest with yourself, like, why are we hanging out? What are our, you know, shared hobbies, interests, goals, and um, how do I feel when I'm around you? Um, all those things, you know, you start questioning all that. And, um, yeah, it was just easy to kind of be like, look, like, I'm just going to try not hanging out with, you know, all these people because I just don't feel like I need to, right? Um, so you start making new friends And I feel like hobbies and interests and goals, especially like those are the things that really like um, bind you to other people. Like I feel like you want to be around them 
because you're like, yeah, like it's fueling you, right? It's right. Like we share. We have like all these we things love in festivals, common, right? So like, like we're like, right. all right, let's. We want to go to festivals yeah. together, and a, we appreciate the music and the experience yeah. in a similar but different way. Yeah. yeah. So it's just, um, just recognizing those things and understanding with each relationship what is the foundation and and where are you going to go from here and and I think I like everything that you were talking about like that idea of like that someone said to you I think was so cool because I said that to a group of people at one point in time and this is where I realized that like my idea of relationships had changed drastically because I used to be the kind of person that was actually wondering this is when I was younger wondering why certain people why it felt like they didn't want to hang out with me, which made me feel like I wanted to hang out with them more. So it was almost Ooh. like more of a how can you fit into this group mentality versus how can you be yourself and find friends that appreciate you for who you are. What do you what do you think that was? That like was the like was it the idea I'm gonna try to clarify the question a bit more. Yeah. Give me a second. Yeah. Um what made you feel like I want it more when I say I can't have it? Is it just purely that like, damn, I can't have it. So now I want it. Or was there something else going on? Like, I think when I was younger, again, it was, you didn't really understand it. You just knew that you weren't being provided something, right? Like okay. there was no sense of fulfillment being around these people and noticing that even though you were hanging out with them, like, you knew that they were actively trying to hang out, hang out with other people while you were actively chasing them. You gotcha. know what I mean? Yeah. Everybody, everybody like, didn't want to just hang out with each other. And that's not always the case. But I would say a lot of times that was the case. And that's where it's like, that's what later, like later I was able to reflect on that and be like, man, like I really was like chasing friends around. And like, no wonder I didn't feel like myself or... You know, it just I wasn't fulfilled for a whole bunch of reasons. When you start to connect with people and you have similar interests and you have a lot of things in common, basically, things just tend to happen organically and they you grow together versus I'm chasing you, you're chasing them and everyone's just kind of hanging out and like and then when you are together, what are you really doing? No, because like you don't have that much in common. You know right. what I mean? And yeah, like, yeah. And you're kind of like. And, like, there is some, like, guilt and shame attached to that when you show up and you're, like. It's like, why do I, I, keep, why do I keep doing this? Why do I keep, why do I feel pressured to show up here? Right, right. Like, and there are, there are some relationships that I feel that way, but that are important to, for me, that mm -hmm. I'm, like, I am going to keep showing up. Yeah. And I'm not saying that will be forever, but this version of me wants to show up for those relationships. But there are the other ones where I'm just, like this what am I doing this mm -hmm. isn't providing me or them anything and like are they asking the same question or are they th not because they don't want to get in touch with their feelings and get real yeah. like and either one is fi is fine because here I am doing some shit over here right. like not being honest right and it's like don't let let's take it back to being honest and vulnerable what if we could freakly uh, freely speak to one another and say what's going on here right where where do we meet and maybe that like maybe we don't have a lot in common but we both like to hike mm -hmm. all right why don't we why don't we scale back and let's just like hike 
once a month. Yeah. And like, that's how we're going to connect. Let's, let's talk about our relationship and what we both can get out of it. If it's important for us to keep it going. Mm -hmm. And on the same token, can we speak honestly and be vulnerable when it's just no longer serving each other? Mm -hmm. Which is tough. Like, Which is hard. I don't want to hurt yeah. so-and-so's feelings, right? So it's like, that's, I feel like that's kind of an obstacle, mm -hmm. which might make you think about not saying anything at all. So, yeah, you're not being honest. Um, and I feel like that's the theme of this episode right now, which is like just honesty and putting yourself out there, which is um, so difficult sometimes, you know, just in this context. Like, it's so difficult because you're dealing with somebody, and I feel like, yeah, it's, I don't want to hurt their feelings or... Or again, sometimes I even think like in my position was I'm just not confident in my ability to speak up, to be vulnerable. Like that's where vulnerability plays a role. It's like I couldn't be vulnerable. Do vulnerable, you think that's across the board? Vulnerable meant weak, right? Yeah, it doesn't though. It doesn't. It, it does not. This, I mean, it I does want, not. I want a name drop, but we're not, no, we we're don't, not supposed to. No but name drops. You, you know the, the queen of vul vulnerability and... It's it's a strength, not a <laughs> not a weakness. <laughs> Am I, is that a, was that safe to say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you could think anybody. I mean, you might. Wait, are we talking about? Yeah, yeah you can yeah. say that name. I can. Yeah, that's not like that's not like people that we know. That's okay. like Netflix. That's out there. I queen mean, of Brene, vulnerability. Brene Brown yeah, is Brene queen Brown. of research vulnerability. Yeah. And if if you think that weak. If you think that vulnerability is weakness, I encourage you to ask yourself why and to go research about it mm -hmm. a bit more. And you can go on Netflix. You can watch TED Talks of her, read her books, yeah. whatever. I and love. I encourage I, everybody <laughs> to do that. I mean, the Netflix. Yeah. I feel like I, that's where I started as far as being. Did you go back and, and introduced read, to her, or did you go back and um, listen to her TED talks? That I, I listened to the one TED talk, the first one, okay. where it blew up. She didn't realize it was going to blow up, yeah. and she has the Netflix special because of it. But for me, the Netflix special was just so fun and entertaining, and I was so amazed at her ability to tell stories. Yeah. Um, so I, I think that's like an art and a skill in itself on top of being an incredible right, psychologist like and providing this research relatable. Yeah. Taking definitely. research. That's very like raw. And yeah. how can I like make a Netflix special right, out of it? Right. So yeah, she's, I want to talk about like honesty and I just like remember something from that episode is that, um, in, in there, she talks about making up stories. The like what the story we tell, we tell ourselves, ourselves. Yeah. and and I think that can relate to everything that we're talking about. The yeah. stories we tell ourselves to be popular, right. the stories we tell ourselves to have a best friend forever, right? The stories we tell ourselves about why we shouldn't try new things. Mm -hmm. And what does she do? And in the Netflix special, she talks about the story. Her husband and has her. a story. She has a story. Neither of them line up. Exactly. So the most important part of that is. Op opening up about it right being vulnerable talking about it and know that you're coming from two different places and then trying to again get on the same level right, right? and how can we do more of that so that we're not hurting each other's feelings but instead we're curious about your perspective and you're curious about my perspective so that we can actually right find the common ground here mm -hmm. yeah like how cool would that be to have more of that in right. our life and i i think that's the incredible learning lesson the invaluable um insights that come out of talking about this is 
you can't change the past. You can change the future. You can be a different person from here forward. But also, if we're thinking in terms of like our children and stuff like that, and this is a question that I truly don't have the answer for. I don't have any children of my own, and I'm just not really around children a lot. I don't know if at some point I will be in my profession. Um, children are great, but it's like at what point – this is a question, and I don't even know if you can answer this. At what point do you think children can understand that? Like those that kind of communication and that level of like, hey, of the like, being vulnerable. Yeah, being vulnerable. I think they like, start out being vulnerable and honest, right? And, and then, we tell them no, right? So it's so it's basically from birth and on, in whatever way that starts to like manifest, which is just which is being just a vulnerable child, just fostering that, not right. suppressing it. For them, not getting them to suppress it or repress anything, like fostering this idea of, hey, talk to me. Right. Or talk to your friends. Be honest. Be who you are. Do what you want to do. And I, yeah. I mean, and like, so like, yeah, a great example just to like give some context would be like if a child is feeling angry or sad, not saying don't cry. If an adult is feeling sad, don't say don't cry. That's right. what they need to do. Right. But when if we're talking children, can we provide space for them to express the, not say you're not allowed to be angry or sad, but to give them the tools to be healthy in anger. Mm -hmm. Like you can be angry and you get to sit with that. Mm -hmm. You don't get to like kick your mom in the shin because you're mad. Right. And I'm talking about like, but like instead of like, Hey, I understand you're angry. Let's talk about this. Right. And that is teaching them that they can vocalize. Right. And that's safe. Like I'm angry because of this. Right. I didn't get my way. Yeah. Okay. Well, why don't you think you didn't get your way rather than like giving them all the answers, just ask them some questions. Right. And I think a lot of like people that I'm around that do have children are doing that. And it's cool. It's really cool to like see people like breaking this like norm of expectations of what little girls and little boys are supposed to are allowed to feel right. like you're allowed to feel these emotions. They are allowed to feel these emotions and that's it. Yeah. But instead I'm seeing my friends like real, like doing a really badass job. Yeah, and I'm like, cool. it is cool. Cause like it, you don't always have hope because you think about like what you wish for. And like, and then me and you are sitting here and neither of us have kids. So mm -hmm. it's like, well, how are we going to help the next generation with some of these ideas if we don't even have kids? And I don't think it's necessary. Like, I think we can interact with them differently, but like, oh, yeah. I, it's cool to see my friends doing mm -hmm. exactly what I'm like. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like you're doing this. I mean, I don't think by not having children of my own, that in some way you're not impacting the next generation. Like for me, everybody that I interact with, they might have children. And if you're influencing each other and you believe in these ideas that we're talking about, that passes down. And, um, I might have brought this up in my podcast, one of the recent ones, but like this idea of like a rippling effect. And it's like, 
we're all impacting each other. And if I impact you and that impacts your children, that's the ripple effect. Totally. And that just keeps going, you know? Um, so it's just really cool. So it's like, even though I don't have children, I believe that in some way, shape, or form, we're all providing. For the next generation. Exactly. In yeah. some way, shape, or form with what we're into, what we're interested in, and just embracing these ideas, especially if we collectively agree that this is a better way to do it. And I love, you really just, I just want to go back real quick. You really just kind of solidified or at least convinced me that kids are vulnerable and that we mold them into something different. And everything that they experience kind of has an impact, right? And that's just incredible to me because you talk about children just being, you know, pure innocence and like, yeah, they say crap and, and they embarrass right, us. Right. And we're like, whoa, you're not allowed to say exactly. that. But like, why is it embarrassing? So, because we have also been taught, like, right. you don't say that in public. Right. And it's almost like this is one of those things where you know that that's true. But when you said it, it made me feel like I learned it all over again. And it's like, yeah, yeah. that is how it is. And it's like, um, yeah, that was just that was just a good feeling. And I love the way that you said that. Sometimes those things like blow me away. That's like a light bulb moment. It's like, oh shit, now I look at children differently. You know, yeah. it's like because I had this idea of how do we practice being vulnerable. It's like as if it's something new. It's like it's not new. It's like that's in us is to just be that, right? Um, yeah, and like what – and this is what, what I meant. I Did I say it on the podcast or was it our pre-convo? Like where what would it be like if – there was a world where we didn't have all these structures and children could learn how they want to learn and people could talk and be and be creative and be like, there's not like this, like you go to school this day to this day and this is how you learn. And like, what, what would it look like? I'm not saying it would be better or worse. I'm just yeah. saying, wonder what it would look like. 